KST, the Panhandle News Network. Here is your Panhandle forecast. Rain, breezy day, high 68. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 40. And then sunny tomorrow, the high at 69. Mainly clear skies tomorrow night, low 41. Partly sunny, very nice day on Saturday. The high Saturday at 73. With your Panhandle forecast, I'm Steve Williams. The Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 WVBA Talk Show of the Year, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. It is Thursday the 13th. You're tuned in to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firms from West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Cavalli. Good morning, Marsha. Tatum Channing. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. That's who you meant. Yeah. Or yeah. Steve Harvey. If we're just going for celebrity... Coaches at WVU, bring bring some eye candy. For some context, <laughs> for some context, at the end of Panhandle Sports Live, which you can hear uh, preceding Panhandle Live every weekday morning, um, we were wondering who should be the next head coach for the Mountaineers. And you I said, said Deion, Deion Sanders. Sanders. Well, but he's also a current coach that is really good at, at coaching football. What, how uh, do you Channing know Tatum Steve played Harvey? football. What about Steve Harvey? Why couldn't he be a good coach? Because he's because he's doing um, uh, what's the uh, game show? Family Feud. Family Feud. Yeah, because yeah, he's playing, he's doing Family Feud. He's got more important things. He'd fit in well then. That's right. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> that, maybe would be, that would be a draw though. Maybe it's he like, would. Come on. Open it up to the text line. That's and, right. 304-263-4321. 304-263-4321. And Marsha, especially you can text us if you have any questions for our first guest joining us. That's right. We have uh we have from the city of Martinsburg Mayor Kevin Knowles and Assistant City Manager Andy Blake. Welcome in, guys. It's great to be here. Thanks. Morning. Thank- Thanks for being in with us, and um, let's get right to it. November 8th is coming up pretty quickly, and um, the city of Martinsburg has a police levy going. Yeah, it's a, you know, I just want to remind everybody that this police levy has been something that's been in place for a lot of years. This is not a an increase of any tax or anything like that. This is monies that have been coming in on a regular basis, and it helps support um, nine police officers here in the city of Martinsburg. Keep in mind, if that that doesn't pass, you know, we lose nine police officers. And, and with our current staffing levels that we have now, uh, we're, we're about seven or eight down from our, our, our norm, and that would put us down about 16 police officers, and that's a huge deal. So mm-hmm. not to get too far into the weeds, but when does the current levy expire? I, I'm, I'm, Andy, I believe that expires in 2023 or 2024. Yes, this uh, renewal levy starts July 1st, 2024. Um we had to do it a little bit early this year because the legislature requires us to put it on a regular uh, ballot or a primary ballot. Um, so that's why it's on the ballot uh, on November 8th. Yeah, and keep in mind that the reason why we we put it on early is that if it, if, if something should happen that doesn't pass it, there's a low turnout that we're able to put it on 
another ballot down the road and, and, and talk more about it, get more information out there. And a uh, programming note, we're going to have uh, Chief George Swartwood on tomorrow. I'm sure he will talk at length about why it's important to have those nine extra folks on the force. Yeah, well, just, you know, keep in mind, we had over 20,000 calls for service back in uh, 2022 and uh, 2021. And, and right now we're, we're at over 17,000. And that was in COVID times. And we're going to be seeing anywhere between 30 to 35,000 calls for service. Mm-hmm. And when you're already down uh, uh, manpower as we are right now, it's even more crucial to be able to pass this levy so that we have those nine officers and keep them out on the street. Now, another big thing on the ballot is Amendment 2. Now, of course, we had the governor up here recently, and he uh, shared his stance against Amendment 2. And then we had some other local politicians and leaders, you know, share their opinions for Amendment 2. So, you know, what's the city's stance on well, Amendment 2? I, I could tell you that um, we follow the lead of the West Virginia Municipal League, and uh, I've had opportunities to to be down in Charleston, talk to Senator Blair, talk to the governor. And at this point, the, the league is taking a no stance at all mm-hmm. uh, to see how it all shakes out. But uh, I, I, if you were to ask, uh, uh, some some mayors would, would go one way, some mm-hmm. would, would go another way. And uh, I don't think you, there's only three or four municipalities out of the 200 and some that the municipal league represent that have put out a um, – put out uh, anything on that through their city council. Some of the counties are concerned about their funding, but does the city receive any kind of direct funding from property taxes from the state? We do. And I could let Andy talk a little bit more about that. Yes. um, We do receive personal property tax. Um, The center for budget and policy basically said the municipalities in Berkeley County, which there's only two Hedgesville Martinsburg uh, would stand to lose if revenue wasn't replaced as from my understanding, the Senate plan shows that we would have revenue replacement, mm-hmm. but you know that's all up to legislative discretion. That uh, be about a total of seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars in lost revenue. Year? Yes, each, each budget year. Okay. Yeah, and that, that if you look at that with Hedgesville and Martinsburg, that's probably about five hundred, six hundred thousand here mm-hmm. uh, in the city of Martinsburg. But as as Andy alluded to, um, there is a plan. Uh, and and I had an opportunity to see the plan, and and if that plan and they continue to move forward, if if it does pass, uh, shows that there's money that'll be brought back to the county, plus on top of that. So so it's a plan, but it's not a guarantee. I have no, to ask that. Well, there is no guarantee. That all this all this amendment too is is to open it up so that they right. can have those discussions. So they can put anybody can put anything out there for for now, but uh, that could change. It's a it's a moving target. Nobody knows what the end result's going to be. This is the thoughts and the plans mm-hmm. that, that that they would have. So now, uh, of course, we know that there has been a good bit of money coming into the city since the pandemic with different you know funds and things coming from you know national government, local government, and things. And uh, a lot of that money is being put towards community projects, and one of which that I'm definitely excited for. And I'm pretty sure, Andy, I think you're also as excited as I am, is that Frog Hollow Trail Spur, or Spur Trail. What we got going on that? So the contractor's getting ready to mobilize to start that project. We hope that we can get the trail in by the end of the year. Wow. Weather wow. dependent. Yeah. Yeah. There it's, is a stormwater retention area uh, on Burke Street that if we can't get it in this year, we'll wait until the spring. Mm-hmm. The f- second phase of that is the Creekside Trail, which will connect from the train station all the way to Oatsdale Park. Wow. And that's actually under design and concept now. And so uh, we're excited that uh, 
you know, we at least have the ability to have some design drawings to try to go seek out grant money or try to put in our capital fund budget in the in the future. Yeah, that uh, that Creekside plan is is, is huge, uh, not only for the trail, but what the what the vision is for down there. We've been able to bring some uh, different uh, property owners together to talk about a vision and a plan moving forward. Whether that happens or not, uh, you know, that remains to be seen. But there is a plan mm-hmm. to look at the the trail is going to be something that's going to be able to connect at some time to to the Route Nine through the county, and we're going to be able to have you could actually walk or ride or run to to Charlestown to right. Orangeburg. Are there planned any amenities? Because if you look at that Route 9, the that kind of walking, biking path, there really isn't even shade, much less like a, a restroom or anything like that. Any kind of amenities planned? You know, there's you know there's some benches and some trees. You know, this is a phased approach where not mm-hmm. everything gets done at one time. The goal is to get the spine trail in. It can always be built on in, into the future. There's no restroom in the current plan. There are some uh, bioswales for stormwater. There's some benches. There's tr- some trees, but at this time, there's no public amenities like a like a restroom. And, uh, you know, as the mayor said, the county has committed to extending that trail from Frog Hollow to Route 9, and that's actually under design and engineering as we speak as well. well and that's a big deal. People might think, oh, it's just a walking, biking trail. Who really cares, right? But it's a big deal, especially if you do and when you do connect it to Route 9, because then that gives, you know, a direct pedestrian passage through the, basically the entire panhandle. Oh, yeah, and everybody these days... Uh, are looking for different hiking routes and walking and biking routes. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I'm looking forward to that one. Oh, yeah. Especially, especially the creek wings, and I can just take the bike trail all the way up here to work. Do you or have, do you walk have, your do you dog. Your, or walk the dog. <laughs> all right. So our guest this morning from the city of Martinsburg, we have Mayor Kevin Knowles and Assistant City Manager Andy Blake, and uh, Jordan has a question. Oh, yes. So I brought this up last time, uh, and I am going to open this one up to the texters as well. 304-263-4321. You can text us on the text line, but... Um, so I do a lot of walking around downtown, right? Because I'm walking the dog, doing different things, walking in different places. And I cross the streets a lot in downtown Martinsburg. And I've noticed now, I've talked to Mark about this before, and I know that Queen and King are off limits because that's uh, county-owned roads. So when it comes to the, is it not? No, county doesn't own roads. State-owned roads. Or state-owned, sorry, not the state. I meant state, not county. Um, and the pedestrian lights, the walk lights, nine times out of ten, they never turn from stop. It's always... The stop sign, right? Never turns to walk. Is there anything that can be done about that? Well, I think that's something that we could take to attention to the Department mm-hmm. of Transportation, I believe. Uh, I mean, last time we were here, we actually immediately talked to the Department of Transportation about mm-hmm. this. So we will follow up to see what their uh, findings are. Well, I appreciate but it. We, those constituents. We did it. immediately. Yo, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. Follow up, but you know sometimes when you work with the state, so you, you never, know, the wheels oh, take a little longer. Let's not throw shade at anyone <laughs> so, who might so be never, fixing your problem. We, we appreciate our partners. Yes, we appreciate Absolutely. our partners. So you never cross the, the street now because you don't want to. Well, that's the bay, thing. Right? I mean, literally, I'll see people. Yeah, you don't want to get in trouble with George. <laughs> I mean, you see people staying in there for minutes and minutes, just waiting. There's no traffic, but you don't want to walk, right? Especially when you're close to a police station, you never know if somebody's be walking a beat. You don't want to, you know, walk when you're not supposed to. But I just want to bring that up. <laughs> as a concerned citizen well we, we'll take care of that i appreciate you. that mayor i mean speaking of walking i mean even though we're very close to you and we yeah. appreciate that now we are very excited that tonight that uh, the council is going to award a bid for the city hall uh, renovation project as you know we've been in temporary mm-hmm. space since june you know you talked earlier about a number of projects the city is doing and there are a number of projects on the board that we're that are either in the beginning stages wrapping up 
or in, in progress. And City Hall is one of those projects that I think our staff is also excited about. You know, the temporary space is great, but mm-hmm. I think everyone's going to be happy to get back to you know, a little bit permanent situation. That's going to be a pretty sleek looking building too, isn't it? Oh yeah. We're, you know, we're gutting the whole place on the inside because it, you know, we've grown so much over the years that, you know, since the police uh, had moved into the new station that now we're able to have people get nice, comfortable workspaces, which we hadn't had because we were, everybody was kind of cramped in on the, the second floor. Right. Well, unfortunately, fellas, we got to let you go to get to our first break. We've been speaking uh, with Martinsburg Mayor uh, Kevin Knowles and Andy Blake. Go ahead, Marcia. Wait, I was just going to give the t- his title, Assistant City Manager. Thank you, Assistant City Manager Andy Blake. Uh, but anything else you want the, the folks to know about before we let you go? Well, I, I think we should let the listeners know that we're having uh, the roads closed down there on Raleigh That's Street right. for quite a while for some oh, that was storm on my water script, stuff. Actually. So, Dang it. I, uh, how long are we supposed to have that closed for? The contract period's for 120 days, but we're confident it will be before that. Uh, you know, if you're if you live on that block, you obviously can get through, but no through traffic on on Raleigh Street. And that's that. That'll affect me every day. And that's what for what project are we talking? A, st- a stormwater upgrades. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Perfect. Well. And um, yeah, one more thing. You guys have a lot of uh, good social media. One of the things that you're letting folks know about is the parade this Saturday will alter traffic downtown, and no one wants to get a parking ticket. <laughs> yeah, well, I there would... is no free parking in 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 the city on the weekend, but so we don't mm-hmm. want them towed. Right. Well, that's right. true. Right. And and <laughs> I would encourage. Folks, just to visit our social media page or our website to get the actual road closures, um, largely because I can't remember off the top of my head all of them. So mm-hmm. read about Queen, it. Martin, <laughs> King. <laughs> well, gentlemen, thank you for joining us this morning on Panhandle Live. Hopefully next time we talk to you, especially Andy, next time I talk to you, I don't got to bring up uh, the, the crosswalks again. again. <laughs> or maybe next time I see you, it'll be on the uh, Frog Hollow Spur. Well, next time I you're you want to thank him for fixing those. That's, that's right. right. That's right. And his partners that's in, right. at the at state That's right. At the state. Level. The great folks over <laughs> at the State Department. Uh, but gentlemen, thank you for joining us on Panhandle Live and stick around for more on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marcia Kabalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm, so West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. And Marsha, our next guests are joining us in studio, and I see a bottle of brown liquid in front of me here. And it's not your mom's cough syrup. It is not. That, that definitely looks like, as they would call, grandpa's medicine, I would say, back in the day. But who we got joining us, Marsha? So from Devil's Dew Distillery, we have Wiley McDade, who's the owner, and Ken Walker, who is, I guess, the chief distiller, also distiller artist, it says on your business card. Oh, yeah, so that's, yeah. that's next level right there. So tell me uh, where you guys got started and where you are now, and then we'll get into the, the product that you've brought that is enchanting in, 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 in my <laughs> co-host over here. Not so much in case mom and dad listen. Not that much. Not that much. Okay. <laughs> hey, so first I wanted to say thank you, Marsha and Jordan, so much for having us out today. Uh, yeah, my name's Wiley McDade. I'm here with Ken Walker, uh, our lead distiller. Uh, we opened about, uh, well, just about a year and a half ago. Uh, decided to move uh, the business out here and uh, plant the business in Jefferson County. There's lots of farmland around, and, well, the number one thing that goes into bourbon is corn. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so all of our products uh, sourced typically within 5 to 10 miles of the distillery. Wow. 
well, that's, that's pretty convenient. That's really cool. So, like, the what the deer don't get <laughs> over there. So we drive around those cornfields all the time, and that's that's where you guys are getting your your root materials, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, you know, you've got sweet corn. You can buy that at the store. You mm-hmm. uh, you know, you eat that. That's what you have it on the cob for dinner. We use field corn. You bite into this, you're going to chip a tooth. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, uh, and so it's ground. Uh, it is uh, mixed with water, cooked and mashed on site, uh, sometimes with other grains, uh, rye or wheat, uh, always with typically with a malt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is poured into a fermentation tank with yeast, uh, and we ferment that liquid. End up with like uh, oh, about 12% alcohol in our fermented liquid. Well, to get it out, we've got to steam it out. And so that's where the still comes in. And we'll steam the alcohol out, condense it back into a liquid, get it into a barrel, uh, which is what you're holding in your hand there, yeah. John, uh, and then let the rest do its work. That uh, that corn whiskey is going to then extract the wonderful flavors and colors that are inside the charred American white oak, which is what bourbon has to go in. You know, it's our national spirit. Is that right? Can't be made in any... Well, I can't make scotch. They got to make that in Scotland. That's oh. true. Can't make tequila. They got to make that in Mexico. But nobody can make bourbon unless it's made here in the United States. And... I brought you uh, a an 18-month small cask, 100% corn mash bourbon uh, that's been sourced, distilled by us, aged here right in Jeff or aged right here in the Eastern Panhandle in Jefferson County, uh, over there in Kearneysville at our wow. place, Devil's Do. So, uh, Ken, I have a bottle here of 375 milliliters. Yes. How much? How much do you have to make to get you know that bottle? Or how does that make sense? That question makes sense. How much raw material has to go into? Yes. And how many hours, too, or days? Thank you, Marsha. (laughs) So, you know, this is 100% corn whiskey. Uh, This whiskey here is really interesting. It represents our first whiskey uh, to release. It also represents the first whiskeys that we distilled in the distillery on that equipment, on that ground. It's very exciting to... Uh, to drink this because it brings back a lot of uh, memories of those first few months. I mean, mm-hmm. there, it wasn't easy getting this equipment online. Uh, we really uh, had to work hard and uh, uh, to get this stuff to uh, to come online properly. And uh, we did a great job with it. And we're super excited to have this out. It takes uh, that's a that's a com- combination of three 15 gallon barrels. Mm-hmm. Wow. So and then we roll that into this is a double oat. It's rolled into a uh, uh, non charred uh, char. Uh, a medium toasted barrel. Wow. So it's, it's really, this really got a nice finish on it. Uh, Wiley had really thought this through on the finishing side. There's more to just, uh, so it's not going to bite you at the end. No, so it's, much, it's I guess. been so softened much. up on the yeah. backside. How'd you like to find out? Jordan? We might, we oh, might have right. to do that. Yeah, we we might have to do that. Right? So I have to ask, um, how does one get into this kind of work? <laughs> And then I want to uh, back up that question with, I mean, you said that was what, 13, 18 months, uh, barreled aged, uh, bourbon. So, when you start up a distillery, I mean, you got to know that you have a couple of years until you can put your first product out to start making money, right? Mm-hmm. Is that how that works? That I guess is correct. how that works. Uh, well, so we deal with that in a variety of ways. Uh, one thing we have done is we've gone out and, well, I, I like to tell people we, we look for products that you can't get anywhere else. And so some things uh, we have sourced up to this point, uh, but that's so that we could roll out with a really right. nice product line. Now, we also have a wonderful line of moonshines as well. Uh, and a lot of those we are making uh, at the distillery mm-hmm. uh, as well. Now, there's only there's only five of us down there, and so there's only so much we can do at one right. time. Um, but we pretty much distill there seven days a week. Wow. We're, we're doing something. As much we, as, we have we a have, great lineup of products. I mean, 
we've got a raspberry, a peach, a lemonade, uh, lemon drop. Moonshine it's all right here. It's all right here. It's all coming from our county, our ingredients here. We're bringing in, uh, you know, we're working with Twin Ridge Orchards to uh, press apple cider for our apple pine moonshine, which look out mm. for that because that's coming up. We're super we might have excited. to have you back in for that one. You should have <laughs> us back in because that is super good. That is all hand-pressed at our, our facility as well. So we're really about local, local sourcing, hands-on, all of that. Well, like Marcia said, how do you get into the distilling business? <laughs> Unle- unless, uh, unless, like my my forebears, it was illegal, and yeah, they, they just did it because that's how they got something well, to drink. I'll tell you, there's no school of distillation. <laughs> yeah. Now, no. there are a couple small institutes that, that that they say that they do some schooling, so you could get some. But really, um, we do everything the hard way, uh, and so we. This is mostly the school of hard knocks. Now, Ken's got a. a a tradition mm-hmm. uh, yeah. as, as understood how the process worked for a long time. Yeah. Brian and I, my brother, my brother and I, um, we, we started this off in about 2016. Both of us had been in long careers. I was in the Navy for about 24 years. Thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. And, uh, and, and he was doing his thing in the private sector, uh, for just as long. And we, you know, I'd come home on leave a lot. Uh, and when we, you know, we get together and we chat and, and for years we talked about, you know, we should do something, you know, eventually we're gonna have to get out. We were always having a glass of whiskey when we had this conversation. It seemed, you know, you're home on leave. It's a celebratory time. And I just looked at it one day and said, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe we try and make this. <laughs> and, um, and one thing led to another. Uh, we built a small still just to, just to see what the process was like. Uh, and then we built Devil's Due Distillery. And, uh, and it's been, uh, let me tell you, it's been an odyssey. Very <laughs> it's neat. been an odyssey. Well, Wiley, I'd love for you to knock that bottle open or knock a bottle open here to get a little taste test of your uh, bourbon whenever you get an opportunity. But I've ridden out past your uh, your distillery out there a couple of times. I guess not really uh, knowing where I was at initially, but you do have a nice little uh, compound out oh, yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. We're super excited. We're sitting on three acres right there. Uh, we are going to expand. We're we uh, have a hold on uh, two more lots outside us. We're planning on the growth. It's it's happening. Uh, we're being received very well in our community here. Now, do you have it's, area for people to come hang out and working on it? Working on it. There's a lot of got to go through a lot of hoops and a lot of. You just got to put in your time here. We're Ooh. we're we're a year and a half in, and boy, we're real excited where we are today. And uh, we have a great vision for the future. So just watch us on Facebook. Follow us. So Marie is standing in for me for this taste, but um, I w- be- before we get started on that, there's you guys are going to be unveiling some stuff this weekend. You've got a special event, right? Super excited. Yes. That's right. So what we're going to taste today uh, is the very first bourbon that has been produced at our distillery. This is the, wow. the first series of barrels that we've uh, we've added together, uh, and now we're bottling these. Um, like I said, it's it's a hundred percent corn bourbon. When you smell it, mm-hmm. wonderful. Rich caramels, uh, toasted oak. Is my nose hair supposed to singe when I take a super deep <laughs> breath? That's, <laughs> that's, that's the hundred proof, Jordan. <laughs> so uh, before we taste this, anytime I have uh, bourbon in my hand at this size, I'm usually at a bar and I'm going to shoot it, right? Now, that's not how you're supposed you to drink stuff like it. this, correct? No, no. That is not how you're Just supposed to do it. it. Let it I roll challenge in. that. Yeah. Hey, look, uh, I want to make the Boilermaker famous again. Oh, Shot of bourbon and a beer. So, yeah, you can shoot bourbon. I mean, that's, you know, yeah. our grandparents, you right. know, our, our parents, right. they all grew up doing it. Well, fellas, cheers. 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 Appreciate you, you uh, appreciate you bringing this out. This is pretty cool. First uh, ever batch from Devil's Dude Distillery. I'll give you a taste here, Marsha. You can play by play it. 
Yeah, that went pr- pretty quickly. Did that? That go was down really smooth? good. It did go down very smooth. <laughs> yes, yum yum, delicious. Didn't think I'd have that in my system at nine thirty in the morning, but I'm here for it. <laughs> hey, I'm here for it. You're getting paid to do this. It's part of your that's job. True, that's true. That's true. Yeah, no, they're listening. I'm sure I'm gonna have some text. My grandfather would love this. But so, again, t- so tell everybody what we just tasted again, because I mean, I taste a ton of flavors, but I can't. I don't have the dialect to. So bourbon has to be made from fifty-one percent corn. Um, corn, when it's when we cook it, uh, well, that kind of corn, you know, it tastes a lot like uh, grits if mm-hmm. you ate it, uh, uh, if you tasted it. But we use malt, uh, and we add a malt, the malt, the enzymes that are found in malt, which is simply barley that's been allowed to germinate. The enzymes produced during that germination cut those starch molecules in half and create two sugars. So what essentially we feed our yeast is corn syrup. And now, Jordan, what is America's favorite sugar? <laughs> It's in everything. It's, it's corn syrup, right? Corn, Coca-Cola. Okay. Yeah, I did not right? have the answer. Sorry. And so bourbon is is fermented from one of the favorite sweeteners that yeah. you know we, that we like in the United States. I think that's why everybody loves it. So sweet from the corn. Now, it comes out of the still, a clear liquid. doesn't look like bourbon. Uh, still got a pretty harsh taste. It has to now sit, mm-hmm. mature. That's done in charred oak barrels. And so think about making tea when you steep hot wa- a tea bag and hot water starts to pull out the color and the flavor but we're just doing it the old-fashioned way we pour it in the barrel and then we let those swings and temperature and pressure and humidity cause the turbulence inside of that barrel cause those flavors and colors to be extracted right out well i hate to stop this conversation because it's very interesting especially with it all being so local but unfortunately we have to get to our bottom of the hour break so can you let everybody know where to go to find out more about devil's do and maybe the event, they wanna, this the event this weekend if they want to come out maybe taste some of your product Absolutely. Look, don't forget, uh, free tastings and tours. You come out there, you don't have to spend a dime if you just want to see us. Uh, We're located at 315 Jamesburg Boulevard. That's over in the Jamesburg Business Park off of Route 9. Um, This Saturday is going to be the big grand release of this bourbon. And uh, come on by and check us out. Thanks a lot, Jordan. Perfect. Well, I appreciate you all stopping by. And I got a text here from a buddy of mine saying, please don't tell me you just took a shot of bourbon at 930 in the morning. (laughs) And yes, I did. And it was delicious. And it came from Devil's Dew Distillery right here in the Panhandle. Absolutely. It was educational purposes, that's for sure. But gentlemen, thank you for stopping in. Thank you. And uh, stick around after the break. We'll have more Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. On WEPN. Welcome back to Paint Handle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full service law firms from West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kafalik. And here, uh, Caden bringing us in from that mm-hmm. commercial. Just saw he's got his school pictures back. They look so cute. Look like little adults. Both of your nephews look adorable. And I have to say, Noah's hair looks like he's a teenager already. He's so. got the spiky front. It's funny oh how my. I feel like everybody goes through the same hair stages through mm-hmm. the ages. I think if you saw a picture of me, same like third grade, whatever he is, mm-hmm. uh, we'd had identical. Look that down, hairstyles at least. They're adorable. And yeah. um, that brings the point that whenever you even think that you're going to have a child, Start saving for that child's education to that end. We have a representative from Smart tw- Smart 529, Jan Otta, in with us. Welcome in. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So, uh, you know, really, if you're even considering procreating, start <laughs> saving, right? Absolutely. That might be a little early, but, okay. you know, at least right after they're born. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
uh, Smart 529, uh, for those who may not be familiar, it's a program of the West Virginia State Treasurer's Office, um, and uh, I represent Hartford Funds. I'm the Smart 529 rep that travels all over the state, uh, sharing the message about saving for higher education. Um, this is our 20th year of having Smart 529, so we have a, a uh, contest going on right now where folks could win $20,000 scholarships Whoa. through Smart 529. Uh, go on to smart529.com and you can learn all about it. You can also go on there to open your account, uh, smart529.com, S-M-A-R-T, 529.com. Uh, great program that I am very proud to represent. Now, it seems like it's college the price tag has just gone up and up and up yeah. and it's never going to ever stop going up There's until no it ceiling. just gets to a point <laughs> right. where it's yeah, impossible right. for anybody to pay. So right. uh, for those that would say, you know, it's impossible, how can I save when I have everything else that's expensive? Sure. I mean, what are some tools for people in terms of that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the nice One of the nice things about Smart 529 is you can open an account for as little as a dollar. You don't have to put a ton of money in. And I always tell people that, you know, you may or may not be able to save for all four years of a higher education, but if you can save just for one, that's one year of student loans that that child won't have to pay back. And that can, you know, that can be substantial. Um, I, I like to share the story of my own uh, daughter. She uh, she just graduated college this May. She went to an out-of-state school. We opened a Smart 529 account for her when she was eight. This was long before I ever came to work for mm-hmm. the company. Um, and, you know, she's a smart kid. She got some good scholarships. But with her scholarships and her 529, her college was paid for. And she graduated with no student loan debt, which puts her, you know, ahead of her peers right out of the gate. And that's the other important thing to remember, too, is that college doesn't have – the payments for college don't have to just come from one source. It's great to have a Smart 529 account, but you should also apply for all the scholarships you can apply oh, yeah. for, you know. And so there's there's a lot of different avenues through which you can pay for higher education. And, you know, there are so many things that Smart 529 can be used for. It's not just for tuition. You can use it for things like room and board, for books, for supplies. We use ours to buy my daughter a laptop. You know, anything that the institution requires, you can use 529 money to pay for. Now, can this be used for, is it just for, you know, that high school senior going into college for the first time? Or could it be somebody that maybe maybe starting college late or can this, what are the different options for it? Yeah, you can use it at any time. There's no age limit. There's no time limit. And it's also important to note, it's not just for college. It can be used for vocational school, technical school, professional training, uh, anything that requires, you know, that, that requires a tuition or fees beyond high school, you can use it for. And thanks to some legislation that was passed back in 2018, you can actually use a smart fact now to pay for kindergarten through 12th grade private school tuitions, private school tuition only. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, you know, the other things I mentioned, you wouldn't be able to use it for books or school uniforms or anything like that, but you yeah. can use it to pay for K to 12 private school tuition up to $10,000 a year. Is it transferable if you have more than one child? Absolutely. You can change the beneficiary at any time. When you as the parent or grandparent, which is also important to note, it doesn't have to be mom or dad that opens it. Grandparents can open them, aunts, uncles. You're welcome to open one for my son if you'd like to. Um, <laughs> you, you, or for and, me. Yeah, right. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, well, and that's good, too. You know, I do have a lot of adults who open accounts for themselves who say they want to go back and get their graduate degree or, you know, whatever it might be. So wait, you can open one even if you're an adult? You're absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Plus. There's no age limit, no restrictions as far as that's concerned. So and, and a lot of people will do that because one of the main benefits for a West Virginia resident is that every dollar that you put into a 529 account is a dollar for dollar deduction you get to take off the top line of your state taxable income. So, you know, if, for example, you made $50,000 a year and you contributed 5000 to your Smart 529, now you're only going to be taxed on the 45000 So it's a great, you know, you're making money from the state of West Virginia right away. Right. So you're also from the Hartford. So yes, we're talking about this as a financial tool, but it's also an investment in your future. It is. But Absolutely. is it 
Is it a secure investment? Can your 529 lose value? So all investment carries risk. Um, and any investment that you have, whether it's a 529 or a 401k or, or anything like that, all investment carries risk. So there is a chance that you could lose money. Um, having said that, and while Past performance is no indicator of future success. We don't know what the stock market is going to do. Uh, the Smart 59 program in 20 years has grown to be worth around $3 billion. So the growth has been really good. Um, speaking from personal experience, like I said, you know, it helped my daughter out a lot. So, out of state, too. Yes, out of state, too. And that's, again, you know, you can use Smart 59 at any institution of higher education around the country. You can use it at more than 400 institutions around the world. It is, it's very flexible. Well, Jan, unfortunately, we have to begin to our final break of the hour here in just sure. a few minutes. So let people know where they can go to find out more about five or Smart 529. Absolutely. And thank you so much. It's Smart529.com. Up in the right-hand corner, you'll see Open Account. You'll need name, address, social security number for both you and your beneficiary. And uh, just go from there. And you said you can open an account for as little as $1? As little as a dollar, yes, sir. And Perfect. you can do it for your relatives. Yeah, you can do it for anybody you'd son. like to. Yes. Or your coworker. Happy, happy to share his information with you guys. <laughs> well, Jan, thank you for joining us thank here on Panhandle Live. Me. Appreciate it. And stick around. We'll have more after the break on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. You're listening to my Uncle Doe and Marsha on Panhandle Live. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full service, full service law firm. So, we Virginia and Maryland. Maybe I shouldn't have How had that, that bourbon. bourbon. How was the bourbon? I'm, I'm struggling since that bourbon came through. <laughs> I, uh, I haven't seen you this happy <laughs> at work. I know. And it all it took was just a little bit of Devil's Dew Distillery bourbon, mm-hmm. which oh, they're debuting. And you can you can buy locally at uh, Shepherdstown Liquor, Penn Liquors, Big Apple Liquor Store, and the 7 Eleven in Bolivar. Bolivar. Oliver. So there you go. But yes, but we do have our next guest joining us in studio, Marsha. That's right. So Apple Harvest is almost here. Like, well, it's happening. Part of it is happening today, as a matter of fact. I keep thinking about the parade, which is Saturday, but it's happening. It's four days of fun. Joining us from the Apple Harvest Festival Coronation uh, Committee and also a board member of the Ma- Mountain State Apple Harvest Festival, Courtney Funk, who's the chair of the Coronation Committee. And the reigning queen Pomona, Morgan Fleming. Welcome in, ladies. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So we were talking a little off mic. You guys have been involved, both of you separately, you know, in in, uh, Apple Harvest for a number of years. So, Courtney, what's your story? Well, um, I was on the court. So back in 2007, I was a maid uh, when Tara Petrucci was queen. And, uh, you know, as I was telling you, once you were just fully submerged in Apple Harvest and you've been able to go to all of the events, you really do fall in love with it. And now it's something that I love bringing my children to. My husband comes to all of the events with me. He's so supportive. And, um, you know, my girls, when can we go to Apple Harvest? What are we doing? What are we allowed to come to? You know, so all of the fun stuff, you know, oh, not the gala this evening, but we, you, you'll you get to go to stuff tomorrow. And so it's really exciting. And um, it, it runs deep when we say history and tradition runs deep. And I think Morgan can probably agree with that. She's been submerged now. Um, yeah. <laughs> it does. It runs deep. Well, Queen Pomona. So I've always watched the parade, like ever since I can remember. Um, I watched it with my aunt, my grandma. We would sit outside of, I think it was Bob's carryout. Mm-hmm. Right wow. on the corner. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably be stopping there for yeah. lunch today. And you know the parade, <laughs> parade line, it, you know, it turns right at that corner, so you see yeah. everything. Um, and I've had some family friends that were on the court in pre- previous years, and I struggled with some shyness. So I was like, ah, I won't do it. I won't do it. You know, I just like watching it. Um, but... Somebody convinced me to do it, and here I am. 
So wow. yeah, overcome a little bit of that shyness right. and, and here step you are. out of my step out of my comfort zone. And you're on the radio now. So yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> so for those of us like me that are relatively new to the area and you know, this is the first time Apple Harvest Festival has happened since I've, you know, lived here in the panhandle. What does it mean? What does the Apple Harvest Festival mean to you? Well, I mean, I think for me, what we honor and, and celebrate is we have such a deep horticulture history here in the Eastern Panhandle. And um, to celebrate and honor the orchardists that bring so much to our area that really aren't honored enough, to be honest, mm-hmm. that's what it means to me is just honoring them, spreading the education, which I'll throw it back over to Morgan. She has really educated a lot of children um, in the schools this past year, which we love our Queen Pomona to do. It's it's all about the education on the horticulture history here well, in our So community. you got to do classroom visits. Yes, I did. So I think it is important to start like small or start at a young age. To, at apple seeds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important to start, you know, at a young age to get them involved in the community. And it's more than just people from here. I know people from like Winchester and Hagerstown come for the weekend to just experience it, how they do um, with like apple blossom. Mm-hmm. You know, people from all over mm-hmm. come and... I know since I started at a young age that I think it's important for other young people to start right. at a young age. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, we're, we're, we've been talking this morning about some of the traffic patterns are going to be changed because Apple Harvest Parade. If you've lived in the town, you kind of know where things are going to be. But what is it like uh, being on the court when it's parade time? Like that's got to be a pretty special day. So we didn't have a parade last year, mm-hmm. but luckily I get to be in it um, this Saturday. Which is great. Yes. Yeah, awesome. Um, you know, I got my dress picked out and everything. But What's it look like? Can you tell anybody? Oh, um, she may not be able to reveal I it. <laughs> you can, I, you can I ordered it. It's supposed to come in today. You know, right. Amazon, wow. yeah, Amazon Prime is my best friend. But, we'll keep um, it as a secret. It's either going to be silver or gold. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, the traffic, I don't mm-hmm. know. I think it's usually like, a little bit crazy because they block mm-hmm. off the roads. Yeah. And then if yeah. you if you get to be on the float and you, you've you got that parade wave, that's got to be pretty special. Yeah. Well, this year it's going to be Olivia on the float. I get to have my own car. My, yeah, my personal car. Nice. So I think it's a vintage Mustang. Nice. If I'm, nice. Yeah, cool. I think so. That's got to be kind of like a, you know, a, round, a full circle type of mm-hmm. thing for you from yeah. being the little girl watching on the yeah. curb to now being in the parade mm-hmm. as yeah. Queen Pomona. Mm-hmm. And then it's nice like a family friend is letting us use the car, which that's is really cool. sweet. That is. So uh, you're giving your farewell speech tonight at yes. the gala event. Is that a little bittersweet? Yes, a little nerve wracking, you know, giving a speech. But I'm hopefully I won't cry. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, it's super like coming to an end. Right. Very and, neat. Yeah. And then the um, the actual coronation mm-hmm. of the new uh, Queen Pomona. We can't yes. really call her Queen Pomona. She's until, made elect. Yes. Made elect. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Yeah. Will happen tomorrow. Is that right? Yes. Tomorrow night. Yes. Tomorrow uh, night, 6 p.m. at Airborne. And that's a free community event. So it is open to the public. It is open to the public, full of pomp and circumstance. Really beautiful. Yeah. If, if you've not been able to come, that that is the dress that is kept under wraps. Yes. Uh, okay. That that's the, the surprise. <laughs> it's a secret dress. No one sees it. Even her court has not seen it. So Olivia Travis is our maid elect and she is the only one that knows what her dress looks like wow yeah very cool that is very neat <laughs> all right so you're busy with all of the the coronation stuff but once the coronation is done mm-hmm. and and you have handed off the queen pomona title will you get to do much with with apple harvest this weekend what do you plan to do and what are, um, what are your favorite things so i'm going to be in the parade and i think i'm going to attend the rodeo that they're having mm-hmm. which is oh, a new yeah, event is new. Yeah. yes yeah. 
love some Western radio. Yes. Um, and then I might attend some events Sunday at the fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. But in future years, you just attend mm-hmm. just because you want to. Oh, right. sure. Which I probably yeah. will. So, yeah. Absolutely. And, and the Queen Pimentos cool. brunch. You'll yes, the brunch, brunch. Sorry. And when is the brunch? That's tomorrow morning yes. at 10 a.m. Yeah, yes. that's early. We yes. could almost make it to that, Marsha. Well, you wouldn't be able to attend. Yeah. Oh. Oh, Woman sorry. only. Yeah. I'm so sorry. And then I do, I do know what does Pomona, what does Queen Pomona mean? So Queen Pomona is the Greek goddess that stands for like orchards and agriculture. So, oh, well, that's yeah. pretty neat. Yeah. That is she protects yeah. the orchards um, with a pruning knife. So we chose the name Queen Pomona because she kind of protects and oversees our festival. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I like her. She's she's gorgeous and she comes with a weapon. Pruning knife. So Thursday is the Royal Royal Gala 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 Gala. Five thirty at the Hollywood Ballroom at Charlestown Races. Friday is the ladies. Ladies brunch, Pomona ladies <laughs> brunch, me, 10 a.m. Holiday Inn, coronations at 6 p.m. at Airborne Church, open to the public. Queen's, Queen's Grand Ball, 7 p.m. Yes. at the Holiday Inn. That's yes. going to be really stellar after mm-hmm. a couple years when we couldn't do anything fun. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. It's a lot of fun, a lot of dancing, and uh, there is a live band and heavy hors d'oeuvres. And I want to say that there's still maybe tickets available for that as well. If you're interested and you want to come out to that coronation, you've never been, which you're new to the area. So I think you should come to our coronation. That's right. Well, I've been to enough uh, Miss West Virginia pageants now. I kind of know what the deal is. So you need to come to our coronation. I know the lay of the land. land. (laughs) Uh, But one last question before we let you go. We have to uh, make way for Hoppy Kirchival. Morgan, what has this year as Queen Pomona meant to you? Um, It's been an amazing year where... I had a lot of opportunities to meet new people, as well as, you know, partner with some people like a local boutique. And it just brings me so many men- memories um, that I'll really cherish forever. Very yeah. Well, that's awesome. And if uh, for those of you listening out there, if you're going to attend the uh, Apple Harvest Parade, You'll be able to see uh, Morgan, Miss Queen Pomona. Well, I guess would you, you'd be reigning, I guess, at that point, right, still? Uh, so at that point, she would be a past Queen Pomona. Past Queen mm-hmm. Pomona, Morgan, and the current Queen Pomona, and everything else that goes on uh, with the Apple Harvest Festival. It's happening uh, coming up this weekend. That's right. And and there is that pancake breakfast, all those pop-up shops, food vendors, apple pie sales, apple trample, all those things. The schedule, M-S-A-H-F, excuse me, M S. Ahf.com. Sorry. That's right. Ahf.com. And that just about does it for us today here on Panhandle Live. If you missed any of the show, you can listen back to it a little bit later on. We uh, started things off with Martinsburg Mayor Kevin Knowles coming in, talking about the uh, City Hall progress. Of course, Amendment 2, that frog hollow spur, which is going to be so cool, especially when they extended uh, mm-hmm. up through the creek. We also had uh, the folks from Devil's Dude Distillery in and dropped off. Well, I wish they'd have left that bottle here. I'm not going to lie to you, Marsha. But uh, they took it with it. them. I couldn't handle it. I know that. But it was a cool bottle. I'm talking about how it looked. It was a cool oh, looking yeah. bottle. Of course. It was a cool looking bottle. Uh, but they stopped in. And then, of course, we had Jan Otta to talk about Smart 529. And, of course, we had uh, Courtney and Morgan talk about the Apple State or Apple Harvest Festival coming up this weekend. So thank you all for stopping by. It was nice to talk to you. And if you missed anything, listen back to it a little bit later on over on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify page. But for Marsha, I am Jordan. This has been Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here, too.